Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, good morning. It is 6.08. It is Wednesday, and uh, glad to have you along here on the uh, KCO Day radio program. Boy, oh boy, do I have some uh, do I have some questions. Because I like to evaluate when anyone says you want to provide me information, you're part of a news story, I'm going to, at, at the very least... I'm going to look into whatever it is that you're claiming. And for the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, to sit down, make a video, put together a photo montage, and claim... I do it with everyone. Black and white, young and old, straight and LGBTQ, powerful people, friends, strangers, people who I meet on the street. Okay, well, that's that's creepy to the 10th power. So what is he talking about? Well, I don't know if you saw yesterday, but the Attorney General for the state of New York came out and said that uh, they investigated allegations that the governor was Uh, sexually harassing staff members for years, and among those accusations, but by no means limited to just that, was his uh, propensity for kissing people. He said it's a, uh, well, he said he did it with everyone. I saw others who were looking at it going, well, that's just a New York thing. Now, I want to be abundantly clear. That is not the totality of what Andrew Cuomo was said to have been doing as part of the investigation. If it was just that, I might even shrug my shoulders and go, you know what, maybe it is a New York thing. Ross, you're from New York. Is that a, is that a thing? Uh, yeah, I was brought up in an area where it was a big Italian, uh, Polish, uh, German neighborhood. Okay. And All right. yeah, there's definitely Italians in the neighborhood that would do that, like older Italians. They, they would kiss everyone. I know the guy that cut my hair, and his name was Ray. Mm-hmm. Everybody that came into his barber shop, he would hug them and kiss them, like every single one of them. Okay. All right. Well, again, I don't know. I wasn't raised in New York. Maybe that is a thing. I remember, I remember that time that uh, Fredo got kissed 
that didn't work out for him. But pretty much, you know, seeing the beginning of the Godfather, the wedding. Yeah, where they're yeah. all. That was my neighborhood all the time. Okay, all right. Because <laughs> I know people. I know people like that. They creep me out. I just the whole kiss on the cheek thing. And it, it's always been a pretty much older. Like I don't know if it's a thing that's done now. But like the older generation, like the it was old, always like older Italian people in my neighborhood that would do that. Okay, all right, all right. Well, and again, I just want to remind people that that's that's where uh, Cuomo spent his energy on his press conference. He said a few other things we'll play for you, but that's where he spent his energy. But by no means was that the totality of what he was accused of doing. All right, there's a whole pattern of stuff, and I get and the part that's really, really troubling about that is that uh he then had his staff members putting dossiers together of his accusers just you know and then and then distributing them to friendly media and by the way it's very telling when you see who friendly media is friendly media is mainstream media you know it's not that one reporter that works for that one outlet that you use to seed stuff which is a pretty common tactic uh, in the world of politics. Basically, you just need to have you just need to have one person who has um, decent representation within a media market. If you need to get something out, and you're a politician, you go, "Hey, send it to Bob," or you know, whatever, and uh, you know, Bob will print it, and then the other media, in many cases, will then dutifully follow along because they don't want to not have the story, and it's a whole thing. So. Uh, in this case, they sent it to CBS, Associated Press, um, uh, New York One, just a just a whole laundry list, and it really lets you know who who the people are carrying their water. But yeah, the same aide who essentially was accused of downplaying all of the COVID stuff, the um, the numbers based on uh, not wanting to. Um, never wanting to disclose that, that woman, who, by the way, strikes me as pure evil henchman, right? That's the, that's the, way, that, that's the way that in a, in a uh, Hollywood setting they would be portrayed, right? They're the dutiful lackey of whatever uh, politician, and they're there to do the dirty work. That chick's all in, his aid. She is 100% in. And I've known people like that. Um, the former governor of Minnesota uh, had had a body man. His name was Brian, and I'll say I'll say this all day. Uh, Tim Pawlenty was the uh, former governor's name. You remember? Maybe he ran for. Um, well, he ran for uh, president. Actually, I think he did. He win Iowa. I can't remember. He came close. Anyway, so Tim Pawlenty had this guy named Brian who was the epitome of the evil, evil henchman so that Plenty could run around with his all shucks thing. This dude was a nasty bit of business, and there's a whole lot of Bryans in the uh, world of politics. And this chick that works for Cuomo who's putting dossiers together. Remember, that's essentially what Hillary was accused of doing by uh, uh, Juanita Broderick and others, and Paula Jones, the bimbo eruption squad, where basically she would go out, she would gather whatever she could, 
and then uh, shamelessly hold a press conference or have a lawyer hold a press conference about uh, dragging money through a trailer park. Uh, those famous lines. So I'm telling you, man, anytime you run into one of those people in politics, uh, chances chances are it's going to be interesting and uh, not in <clears throat> not in a good way. So, all right, so we will dive into all of the Andrew Cuomo stuff since it is part of the news cycle today. And uh, that's uh, that's what we do uh, around here. Also, uh, those of you listening uh, this morning, how many of you are at your house right now around your kids? I need you to put a mask on. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna <clears throat> we're gonna do this now. So, if you're a parent at home with your kids, uh, whether you're vaccinated or not, doesn't matter. I'm gonna need you to put a mask on now. It sound it sounds weird. I know. But apparently on CNN yesterday, the National Institute of Health director said that parents at home should be wearing a mask around their kids. So, Ross, you were doing prep yesterday. I'm assuming that when this got sent to you, you immediately, uh, you and the wife threw a mask on because you want to follow the uh, the guidelines and stuff. I, no. <laughs> what? Sort of looked at it and said, uh, said no. Said no on that one. Gonna vote you no. Said, no, no, I'm sorry. You said, uh, I, I know. No, no, I said, right? uh, no, N-O, no. No. Shall not. No. Shall, oh, um, you know, he's a doctor. I don't know if you know this. Guys, uh, he went to medical school and stuff. So, so when he says. It's clear that this variant is capable of causing serious illness in children. Uh, you have heard those stories coming out of Louisiana pediatric ICUs where there are kids as young as a few months old who are sick from this. That is rare. Certainly younger people are less likely to fall ill. But anybody who tries to tell you, ah, oh, you don't have to worry about it if you're a young, healthy person, there's many counterexamples all around us now. Well, so, yeah, you do need to think about it. And that's the reason why the recommendations are uh, for kids under 12 uh, that they avoid being in places where they might get infected, which means recommendations of mask wearing in schools, and that at home, uh, parents of unvaccinated kids should be thoughtful about this, and the recommendation is to wear masks there as well. Let me just follow up I on that. I know that's though. uncomfortable. I know it seems weird, but it is the best way to protect your kids. Yeah, or, or I have another option. You ready? Lock them in the basement. All right. Or, or if you don't have a basement, I understand not everyone's got a basement. Uh, root cellar, shed, um, attic, you, you know, put them up there. Heat rises, it's summer, it's not a nice thing to do, but hey, you want to keep them safe. And that's what's important here. That's the important part. Do you remember how insane it used to be to see pictures of people who were at home wearing masks? I remember I remember kind of in the middle of all this insanity. They'd have somebody who was like, I don't know, on a Zoom meeting or whatever. Uh they're on a Zoom meeting or whatever and they're sitting there and they got a mask on at the house. Or the kids, remember the kid the kid would be sitting there and they'd be going to school and they're wearing a mask, uh, virtually. And I remember making fun of it and some of you jackasses going well, you don't know if there's other people in and around the house. You're right. I don't. 
but it's still stupid. You just there there's no there's no way that that's and so now now the reiteration of it is the actual demand cuz I don't even remember people recommending that earlier. Now it's a thing. So I'm going to need all of you to mask up around your kids, man, or stuff them in one of the predetermined uh, places there. I just uh, mentioned, you know, Ross is lucky. He's got a furry dungeon, so he's got options. But if you don't have options, maybe you need to make a she shed or a he shed and then, uh, you know, stuff your kid in there. Safety first for you and your family. Okay. All right. Very good. It is 620 KCO Day radio program. Phone number 888-934-7874. Lots to get to. Hang on. The show after the show is on the iHeartRadio app. Search KCO Day for the podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, by the way, it looks like the uh, Wake County mass thing, which was pretty much a guaranteed thing, that's going to be a thing uh, officially. The Wake County School Board voting to continue the mass mandate for the 2021-2022 school year. Uh, let's see, Alamance Burlington did as well. A little surprising there. Um, Johnston County is making it optional. I like how they're wording it, though. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, the, so I've seen a couple of media outlets do this. They word it in a way that sounds like either the school board or, um, in the case of Florida, Ron DeSantis, since he decided to do a state thing, quote, banned masks. Nobody's banned masks. If you want to wear a mask, do your thing. Nobody's stopping you. Uh, quite, uh, uh, quite the opposite. It'll be, it would have been really weird two years ago before anyone knew anything about COVID. Now, I don't even know that people are going to notice. So if that's what you want to do or that's what you want to have your kid do, then uh, by all means, do whatever it is you want if you're in one of these districts where they don't. Or you can, uh, you know, grit your teeth, gnash your teeth and cry and bite your pillow and be very upset and want everybody to have to be in the same boat. Um, Because, quote, uh, what, what was the argument? Oh, that's right. If So kids who show up wearing masks voluntarily because their parents want them will be subject to bullying. So the only way to keep the bullying from happening is to make everyone wear a mask, which, ironically, is kind of bullying. But, you know, whatever. I'm not a, uh, I'm not a school child or a parent of one, so uh, what is this? Oh, you know what? That's a very good point. I did use the terms he said and she said, uh, she shed. It is a them, they shed. Yeah, that would also save me some time. All right, hold on. What is this? Kyle just sent this to me. Wait, so the National Institute of Health, that's Francis Collins. We just play the audio. This is the jackasses like, don't wear a mask at your house. 
All right. So he then tweeted, quote, let me clarify the message that I garbled this morning. Vaccinated parents who live in communities with high COVID transmission rates should mask when out in public indoor settings. No need to mask at home. So he's saying that he didn't say they should mask at home. He clearly said that they should mask at home. That's not garbled. What are you talking about, dude? You mean, hey, remember that thing I said earlier that everyone is uh, absolutely obliterating me for? It's clear that this variant is capable of causing serious illness in children. Uh, You have heard those stories coming out of Louisiana pediatric ICUs where there are kids as young as a few months old who are sick from this. That is rare. Certainly younger people are less likely to fall ill. But anybody who tries to tell you, ah, you don't have to worry about it if you're a young, healthy person, there's many counterexamples all around us now. So, yeah, you do need to think about it, and that's the reason why the recommendation are uh, for kids under 12 uh, that they avoid being in places where they might get infected, which means recommendations of mask wearing in schools and that at home, uh, parents of un- I don't know. Yeah, sounds like the word home to me, but what do I know? Celebrating 10 years and still going strong. Thank you. KC is on 94.5 WPTI in the Triad and 106.1 FM Talk in the Triangle. You know, uh, I realize that um, for the most part, not all of it, although some people allow it to uh, be all of it, the story of the Olympics and those participating in them is not necessarily one that people are either following or particularly positive about, and I think a large part of that has to do with the very high-profile, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, very high-profile uh, examples of people who uh, are really looking forward to being able to take the knee or wear the protest shirt or say what they want. Although, and actually, hold on, I should have mentioned this as uh, we were getting into it. Um, I'm going to need my button bar, please. Remember the, uh, remember Gwen Berry, who's what, what was that hammer throw or something? Um, she's the woman who at the trials for it, uh, finished third and then proceeded to put on her, her little stupid shirt about how she's protesting and said, what does it say? Activist athlete. And it turned away from the uh, national anthem. Um, well, unfortunately, she sucked it up yesterday. Yeah, it wasn't good. Ended up finishing 11th out of 12. Uh, will not be able to, uh, uh, since she's not mentally, will now be, quote, unable to represent the oppressed. Which is too bad, because if you just didn't suck, uh, uh, you could have. You could have been up there. Uh, but unfortunately, it didn't work out. I got to tell you, um, I know we had the the shot put chick who did the X over her head. For the most part, all of these activist athletes are not doing well. And I don't know if that's a coincidence. I don't know if it's karma or what, which is why I so loved learning about this woman yesterday. Uh, she is a uh, she's a, a U.S. wrestler. Her name is Tamara Mensa Stock. Uh, 
and she won her first ever gold medal. And her press conference was one of the reasons that you want to watch the Olympics. It was awesome. Myself. By the grace of God, I'm able to even move my feet. Like I just leave it in His hands, and I pray that all the practice, that the hell that my freaking coaches put me through, pays off. And every single time it does, and I get better and better. And it's so weird that there is no cap to the limit that I can do. And I'm I'm excited to see what what I have next. Last question. All right, and and by the way, all right, and then so here is this is the second part of it. Here's the skunky journalist. Uh, yeah, you know, and I I know it sounds like a standard question, but when it, you're in an era where you want people to crap all over America as a horribly racist and and awful place, listen to how she handles this. For you, that American flag around your shoulders looks pretty good. How does that feel to represent your country like this? It feels amazing. I love representing the U.S. I freaking love living there. I love it, and I'm so happy I get to represent U.S.A. <laughs> Well, well said. Congratulations. Enjoy that gold, and we'll see you out there on the podium, okay? Thank you. I'll try not to cry. No problem. How awesome is that chick? By the way, this is what's very troubling for people who are uh, waiting for the Gwen Berries of the world and the Megan Rapinoe's of the world. Um, uh, Ms. Uh, Tamara, uh, uh, Ms. Um, uh, Mensa Stock is uh, what's the what's the term? BIPOC is that the term we use? Right, so there's also yeah, there's a racial component there, which I you know I'm I'm kind of noticed tended to play in a whole lot to people who were then criticizing her, a bit of a race traitor. I don't know. She just looks like a woman who worked her ass off and um, is the best in her sport in the world, and was pretty excited about it, and also kind of likes living here. So. You know, that's a thing as well. All right, 888-934-7874. Uh, nice little change of pace, I think, is the uh, the point that I was making. All right, into, um, we'll do this over the next two segments, into the Andrew Cuomo insanity. And there was a lot of it to go around. None of it, though, his fault. I said I would hold my tongue, and I have making only limited comments. It has been a hard and a painful period for me and my family, especially as others feed ugly stories to the press. But I cooperated with the review, and I can now finally share the truth. Okay. Uh, By the way, feeding stories to the press, that's rich, considering you had your staff chick feeding negative employment information dossier style to the press about women who were accusing you of this now this is an investigation and let me explain to you what's going to be the impact of it um from a legal standpoint nothing nothing the new york attorney general who is a democrat herself but more of a what's the word i'm looking oh a communist uh herself uh, did the investigation, basically said, yep, we looked into it, and it was more than just Italian family-style kissing, uh, which, I, you know, again, I'm not from New York, but I, you know, I can understand that some people are kissers because it's a thing. It's a lot more than that. It's gropey-gropey. He's singing at somebody. 
Um, <clears throat> just a lot of uh, very uncomfortable scenarios that people uh, say that the uh, the governor essentially kind of uh, put him in and uh, manipulated. But it's not an indictment. It's just an observation. It's an observation following an investigation by an investigative agency, but so the legal ramifications are nothing. It comes down to the politics. And the politics has people jump and ship. Back in March, you said that if the investigation confirmed the allegations against Governor Cuomo, then he should resign. So will you now call on him to resign, given the investigator said the 11 women were credible? I stand by that statement. Are you now calling on him to resign? Yes. And if he doesn't resign, do you believe he should be impeached and removed from office? By the way, could Biden have less energy? I'm sorry. Uh, maybe I don't need to take the shot, but he just, he sounds half asleep during this thing. Office? Let's take one thing at a time here. I think he should resign. I understand that the state legislature may decide to impeach. I don't know that for a fact. I've not read all that data. And he's using a photo of you embracing him in his self-defense to say that these are commonplace kind of embraces that he made and the allegations against him. Do you condone that? Look, I'm not going to flyspeck this. I'm sure there are some embraces that were totally innocent. But apparently the attorney general decided there were things that weren't. Yeah, and Biden's in a weird position because, you know, you can put together a photo montage, the Internet's done it, of Joe Biden doing really creepy stuff. We had him yesterday doing creepy stuff. The uh, governor, Andy Bashir, the governor of Kentucky, Biden is sitting there with him and his family and his, his young son, who's like 10 or 11, and he reached over and starts holding the kid's hand. I don't think he sniffed his hair, but when he got done holding his hand, Biden's used mask ended up in the kid's hand. Now, Ross speculated that he was trying to eat the kid. I don't know what was up. But, you know, golden-crusted babies are a thing. So uh, you gotta, you gotta, got to watch out for that. All right, we'll get into more of the uh, Cuomo and Santa. Well, actually, it's 640. Yeah, let me do this because I want to kind of group the audio together. All right, so here is Cuomo, and here is, I guess, him directly addressing the allegations. First, I want you to know directly from me that I never touched anyone inappropriately or made inappropriate sexual advances. I am 63 years old. I have lived my entire adult life in public view. That is just not who I am, and that's not who I have ever been. You know, one of the things that's going to get glossed over here, because uh, I'm sure he won't cover it, is... It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The not only having your staff put dossiers together and send it out to the media which is insane, 
But uh, if CNN doesn't offload Chris Cuomo, then I, I hate to say this, they have no credibility left because most people would be like, well, they don't. Yeah, but they don't even have the appearance of attempting to seize upon credibility. The whole uh, the whole slapstick shtick that they were had to be very careful saying that phrase uh, that they were doing during the COVID, the um, you know literally addressing it in a controlled environment between brothers. The one or two times it was brought up on CNN, and the part where uh, Andrew Cuomo literally sought out his brother to figure out how to craft the messaging around this is beyond troubling uh, from a, a news standpoint, or at the very least, it should be. The problem is it probably won't be. The New York Times published a front-page picture of me touching a woman's face at a wedding and then kissing her on the cheek. That is not front-page news. I've been making the same gesture in public all my life. I actually learned it from my mother and from my father. It is meant to... Con- and by, by the way, this is the strategy, just so we're all abundantly clear. The strategy is to ignore 95% of what the allegations are, concentrate on the 5% that you feel that you can explain... Because people understand that there are some people who are, you know, cheek kissers. Which I think is weird, but I also recognize as a thing. And maybe it's a, maybe more so in, uh, in New York. And that's the strategy. That is, I, that is, somebody got paid a buttload of money to come up with, that's how we're going to handle that. That is, that is 100%. Damage control. I don't know if it's a consultant or if it's somebody within his um, within his administration. They're going to address it, and, it, and it's a common tactic where you select the one thing out there you feel you can argue, and you make it sound as that although as though that's the totality of your opponent's argument. And uh, in reality, it's just a small portion of it, but it does make for a creepy photo montage. Convey warmth, nothing more. Indeed, there are hundreds, if not thousands, of photos of me using the exact same gesture. I do it with everyone, black and white, young and old, straight and LGBTQ, powerful people, friends, strangers, People who I meet on the street. Yeah. So, um, again, just pay attention to that being the strategy that they're decided to go with here. The fact that Cuomo runs around kissing everybody. I do kiss people on the forehead. I do kiss people on the cheek. I do kiss people on the hand. This sounds like a, by the way, does this sound like a Dr. Seuss book or what? I was just thinking that. Yes, it does. (laughs) I mean, a really horrible one you would never want to buy your child because it would scar them for life. But, yeah, Dr. Seuss book. I do kiss people on the forehead. I do kiss people on the cheek. I do kiss people on the hand. I do embrace people. I do hug people, men and women. 
I do on occasion say, ciao bella. On occasion, I do slip and say sweetheart or darling or honey. I do banter with people. I do tell jokes, some better than others. I am the same person in public as I am in private. You have seen me. By the way, you, you actually could have made, you could make all of those arguments, right? Even though, again, he's sectioning off what the allegations are. But the idea that Andrew Cuomo is the same person in public as he is in private doesn't exist at that level of politics. Just doesn't. Sorry. Especially, especially in New York politics. It's not a thing. So uh, the level of uh, disingenuous there as part of the Dr. Seuss book uh, is uh, pretty overwhelming. I do it on TV through all my briefings and for 40 years before that. I try to put people at ease. All right. Well, and, and you know, again, if you're talking about a couple of those examples and, and if that were the totality of it, you wouldn't have the president of the United States now having to denounce you if, in fact, that's what he meant to do. I mean, there's uh, frankly no telling with that guy. All right, 650 here on the uh, KCO Day radio program. Coming up on the show, uh, we got some medical news for you. Um, oh, bear fight. That's exciting. That's a great video. Um, and the comments are better. <laughs> there's one in there that just blew my mind. So I'll explain uh, what we're... Uh, what we're chatting about there. Plus, here we go. Unnecessary legislation all over a tragic accident. I'll let you know what uh, the department or the uh, commissioner of labor, Josh Dobson, and some lawmakers uh, feel uh, needs to enter the books of uh, North Carolina statutes. We'll do that coming up here on the KCO Day radio program. A new decade on the calendar and celebrating 10 years on the air. This is 106.1 FM Talk in the Triangle and News Talk 94.5 WPTI in the Triad. I didn't even realize we had this bed. All right. So, anyway, on the on the Cuomo thing, there's one other cut of audio i got to play for you. And it's possibly the most frustrating and simultaneously amazing. Which is why I wanted it to kind of be its own thing. So... We're going to do that uh, coming up to kick off hour number two, just because I'm going to need a whole hell of a lot more time than 45 seconds. But um, Cuomo uh, going on to document how he's going to handle this. And, yes, we get to the bear fight. That'll be its own thing. Ross was telling me all the huggy-kissy families back in his neighborhood. I mean, I could tell you, like, three families off the top of my head, like the Moscanels, the Garbarinis, and uh, the Xantas. If you went over there, you're going to get kisses and you're going to get hugs. It was weird. It was yeah. like a generational, like uh, b- generational, like old immigrant, you know, Italian, uh, Polish families. And oddly, the Germans didn't kiss as much. Well, and this is what Cuomo's counting on because uh, even even someone who didn't grow up there, I I get that just from having seen it portrayed. I understand it, and that is why his uh, damage control team is telling him. Lean into that portion of it because enough people will get it. The problem is that's not all of it. But how they're going to deal with it, 
Well, that's another thing entirely, and that's coming up next. Hang on. Oh, no. Oh, man, I just saw this headline. Good morning, everybody. Happy hour number two here on the uh, KCO Day radio program. So whether you know it or not, uh, because really they just kind of keep her under wraps, um, the vice president will be traveling to Vietnam. I believe she's also going to Singapore. but uh, And while in Vietnam... Kamala Harris will promote and unveil her new messaging. What do you think the messaging is that the vice president will unveil in Vietnam? America is back. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't say that too loudly. (laughs) Can you imagine? Gets on the stage. She's like, I just want to say, America is back. Yeah. Yeah, you should totally lead with that. Absolutely. What a nightmare. What did I see her her approval, you know, whether you buy into that stuff or not, still her approval rating was like the worst of any vice president in 50 years or something. And now you're going to go to Vietnam and be like, yeah, we're back. Yeah, they're gonna. I want to. I want to adjust the phrasing, or at least maybe rock that in Singapore. We're here. We're here. They, they, they unveil the banner. Here's our new slogan. It just drops. It says, "Finish the fight." Oh, America's what? Back. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just you were talking about the world of unforced errors, man. Nobody's sitting around with that. And frankly, that should be a mission accomplished moment, you know, referencing the uh, the George Bush, but it won't. CNN even read the damn headline verbatim, so what are you going to do? All right, anyway, back to Andrew Cuomo. So uh, with, the, uh, with the Attorney General there in New York, with her findings, not that there's going to be, you know, there's no charges or anything like that, it's, it's, it's a political and likely a civil thing. Um, that being said, there will be some action. Yes. Check this part out. Now, the state already has an advanced sexual harassment training program for all employees, including me. But I want New York State government to be a model of office behavior. And I have brought in an expert to design a new sexual harassment policy and procedures and to train the whole team, myself included. Yes, that's right. So now, because Andrew Cuomo may have done all of this stuff, everyone who works for the state of New York gets to undergo brand new harassment training. That is a, uh, actually, uh, hold on. Bad news, uh, Ross. Unfortunately, I got really hammered last night. Oh, no. 
And then naked uh, did naked ding dong ditch at all the sorority houses. Oh, not again. Yeah, and I would. I didn't even really ditch. I would mostly just stand there naked, exposing myself to everyone uh, in the sorority house before moving on to the next sorority house. Some have mentioned that that behavior may be troubling. We'll learn all about it in our new right after the show harassment training. Okay, that doesn't uh, sound that, fair. We we'll throw it out there. It sounds sort of insane. What do you mean that you have hey, to undergo harassment training? Yeah, now I have to go through this training. Yeah, I but I, you do. know, I got drunk and naked, ding dong, ditch. What do you want, man? But see, that, that's a good point. Yeah, that's fair. Those girls—they're uh, never going to be the same. And uh, unfortunately, uh, it's important that uh, we all uh, we all learn from this experience. Yes, Andrew Cuomo is going to make everyone go to harassment training because he harassed people. That's amazing. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, man. And I got to assume if you're an employee of the state of New York, you're already taking a bunch of garbage training anyway. You know, CRT stuff and all the rest. And now you get to go to the Andrew Cuomo, um, you know, don't grab women's ass uh, harassment training. That'll be nice. So, yeah. Sorry, I just thought it was the weirdest way to deal with it. But that's where we're going. Now, to, uh, uh, to Cuomo, he says he's not going anywhere. That being said, the New York legislature may have other thoughts on it. So, And I don't live in the state of New York, so I guess they can do whatever they want uh, as long as they don't move down here and, and vote for stupid stuff. Okay? All right, very good. There's an amazing video, too, by the way. i got to tell you about this. Uh, uh, two giant grizzly bears fighting. And, you know, just that's cool in and of itself. I think they're over in Finland or something. So two giant brown bears, I guess they would refer to them. So that's cool and all. What blew my mind, though, is uh, basically there was, it's, it's, prof- it's a professional-looking video because there was a film crew that happened to be filming uh, in this particular uh, nature preserve or whatever it is over there, and they just happened to stumble upon these two gigantic brown bears going at it. Uh, you know, uh, two males, two boars, and uh, territory at stake, and you know, it's just a really cool nature thing. And what killed me is I initially saw it as a tweet, and the top liked comment on the tweet was a woman who was very upset because the photographer team allowed the bears to fight when they could have thrown a rock or a stick to break them up so that nobody got injured. I want to reiterate that, um, and let me put it in a real-world scenario. Let's say after work today, you go for a walk in the woods, and you come upon two bears fighting. Now, good for you. In the state of North Carolina, they will not be grizzly bears. So that, that's, a, that's a good thing. But let's just say it's two large black bears, and you find yourself, what, maybe 30, 40 yards, that, like this film crew? They were really close. 
and you see these two bears in an aggressive manner, the one thing you want to do is draw attention to yourself by throwing a rock over there or a stick or just telling them to knock off that nonsense. Absolutely 100% great advice. But in and of itself, it's just kind of cool. So we did include the the, uh, bear video in uh, today's show. We have that on the blog, right? I was going to check, and I probably should have, but... All right, 888-934-7874. Yes, there we go. Um, you can check that out. Sorry. <laughs> Kamala Harris heading to Vietnam to promote America is back message. Wait, is Joe Biden still over in Japan? We should I'm sure we could uh I'm sure we could carve her out a wonderful since she's a quote unquote official. Whatever the hell that is. Look at this. Nobody asked for this. Why does ice cream keep... Oh, and it's marble slab creamery. It's a friggin' chain. All right. Today's ice cream flavor you never asked for but is now a thing. You ready for this? Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Who the hell's eating flaming hot Cheeto ice cream? Does that sound appetizing? It's just chili powder. You're eating chili powder ice cream. Didn't we just have a story with flaming hot Cheeto? I can't remember what it was. And I realized I had literally never eaten flaming hot Cheetos, so I bought a bag from downstairs. Don't do that. Those things are nasty as all get out, and now somebody thinks there needs to be an eye. Oh, that's what it was. You remember what it was? It was the... Remember some janitor was claiming he invented Flaming Hot Cheetos? And the company like let that go on for like 20 years, and then they came out and just crushed the guy's dreams. And I believe he had advanced literally from like janitor to a vice president of something for, the, for Frito-Lay. Let's see. Um... Yes, the uh, new flavor will run in Marble Slab Creamery stores uh, throughout the nation, but only through September 30th, so uh, hurry in. I don't even know. Is there even a Marble Slab Creamery around here? Not an ice cream guy. Ross, will you look and see if there's even a Marble Slab Creamery in the Triad or the Triangle? I mean, I know the store. I remember when I lived in Minnesota, they had these uh, generally over in shopping centers, but I don't even know if there's one around here. All right, Ross is going to look that up. He'll let us know. Very important stuff. Speaking of food news, well, I'll tell you what. Let me do this. Uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, more food news. Also, we got some music stuff for you. And National Public Radio has amended their employment rules and guidelines and it's being reported one way but when you read into it you realize it's kind of a different thing looks we'll get into that story coming up yes looks like there's uh, one in carry there is one in care oh, of course there's one in carry you just can't find it because it's beige like everything else so all right well if you want to try it there you go we'll be back hang on 10 years of news twice an hour and smart talk all day. 94.5 WPTI in the Triad and 106.1 FM Talk in the Triangle. 
All right, welcome back. KCO Day radio program. It is uh, 724-ish. Creeping up on that. A few things for you. Hold on. I got this over on the digital side. Well, let's do this. Let's because apparently people really want to talk about ice cream. Oh, uh, yesterday on the show we were chatting about the um, the new Bojangles chicken sandwich. Not to be confused with the standard Bojangles chicken sandwich. The um, the, uh, the the Cajun the traditional Cajun flavor. This is a buttermilk chicken pickles mayo, basically to compete with all the other ones out there. And um, I had just mentioned that, um, you know, if you wanted to wanted to throw about, I don't know, 20 of them uh, into the studio, uh, we'd find something to do with them. So did you know I got an email literally from Bojangles yesterday, Ross? I think I forwarded that to you, didn't I? So I got an email from Bojangles. Oh, is it Bo time? Apparently Bo is always listening. So that's what I found out. So, yeah, they're like, hey, if you want to try this. I, I just told them, I'm like, yeah, I mean, we'll go buy sandwiches and then we'll eat them, I'm sure, at some point. But, um, but yeah, so um, food news, very popular around here. That's the point that I'm making. All right, to the phones. David, what's up? Good morning. Well, morning. I, I've got a quick question for you, but I'll tell you after, or I'll ask you after the story, but. When I worked for a company up in STI, well, up in, uh, uh, it was, anyway, this company uh, had quarterly meetings. Uh, and so one day, the employees had their quarterly thing, and, and the guy served habanero ice cream. It was the hottest ice cream I ever had. It was really pretty good, too. I enjoyed it. I'm, you know, uh, I'm sure that somebody's going to love the Flamin' Hot Cheetos ice cream. I'm just not one of them, habanero. Um, there was one that was buffalo wing flavored. I think Ross said he would try that. Doesn't sound good to me, but hey, you know what? None of my business. So you do your thing. What was the thing? You, what was the question you had? Uh, isn't that a name of a song back in Vietnam? I'm back in Vietnam or something like that. Well, there's back in the USSR, you're referring to the Beatles oh, song. Okay. But no, maybe there there probably is a song. Sir, there's a song for everything. So we will uh, we will research that. I just don't know if it's the best messaging to send the vice president over to tell to you know Vietnam. Uh, Mark, what's up? Hey, JC. Morning. Morning. Hey, there's a. There's a uh, ice cream shop in Andrews that has two flavors that you have to sign a waiver to even taste them because they're so hot. They use the Carolina Reaper in them. They're called what? Exit Wound, Exit Wound, and Cold Sweat. Exit Wound and Cold. This is in Andrews. Yeah, it's called Sunny Skies Ice Cream. They're, they're recognized as one of the best ice cream shops in the state, and they've been on the national news with those two flavors. Oh, uh, well, what? Uh, it's, so it's just a matter of time before the president comes and eats there, I'm assuming. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> well that's good I, to know. I don't. I, I, it, it, it's a small place, so if you, if you worry about your six foot distancing, you're not going to go into the door there. I'm sorry, what's that? 
the, it's a small uh, shop where you go in to order the ice cream and people just pile in there because it's such a popular space. But uh, if you're worried about keeping your six-foot distance, oh, you're not yeah. going to get it inside there. Okay. All right. Well, uh, you know what? I had no idea, sir, but I appreciate you uh, filling us in. Would you go down? Not that I can get you to drive there, but would you go? Would you try this? The sign a waiver spicy ice cream. I don't think I would like it, but yeah, I'd try it. You try it. Okay. All right. Maybe I would like it. I don't know, but I just I think I want my ice cream to be cold. You know. I feel like we need Refreshing. a day. Well, it's just still cold. You just mean from a flavor perspective. Right. You know what? Here's what we're going to do on sexual harassment training day that everyone has to do because I streak the sorority houses. Uh, we'll do ice cream and Bojangles as a reward. And then we'll spend all day learning. One oh six one FM Talk. And 94.5 WPTI, two stations driving the best in talk. This is Casey O'Day and Carolina's Morning News. All right, phone number 888-934-7874. So we mentioned that uh, the vice president is on her way to Singapore and then Vietnam. And while in Vietnam, we'll unveil her new messaging uh, this is administrative messaging. Unfortunately, they're choosing to do it in Vietnam, and the messaging is America is back. So there's a little bit of awkwardness there. You know, it'd be amazing. So she she says that for the first time on the stage, and then just pauses, and then all of a sudden, like you know, all of the army pops out. They're like, "Ha ha, we win." I don't know how that works, and maybe it would be better tried with North Korea, but, um, you know, regardless, we could give it a shot, because I know that one's always bugged some folks. I said back in the day, John McCain should have ran on that. That should have been his campaign, finish the fight in Vietnam. <laughs> you, also wanted, you also uh, wanted Newt Gingrich because he, he said moon base once. Right. So I don't know that you're the best arbiter. I had no interest in Gingrich, and then he mentioned he wanted to put a base in the moon. Now I'm a I'm a Gingrich guy now. Yeah, I guess that happened. Okay, all right. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, the, the moon base thing didn't happen, but it could be happening. Of course, if Jeff Bezos builds it, if people will be like, hey, we, we should tax the moon base. He's so evil. It's like, dude, you got a moon base. What's up with that? Why don't you just be happy? All right, let me grab a call on this uh, very important topic. Uh, Scooter, what's up? Yeah, so is she going to be uh, taking uh, Chuck Norris or Sloan with her, or are we going to have to send them in afterwards? Well, we're we're gonna send Stallone in, but he's just there to take pictures. So, uh, okay, yeah, because yeah, I mean, anybody got a uh, dial on uh, Norris to see what he's up to lately? Because if he's gonna be busy or not, 
I don't know what right. I'm trying to remember. We just had a story with Chuck Norrison, and I can't remember what it was. But and if, um, if you got both of them out of the country, I mean, I'm, no, yeah, I, look, I hear you. Yeah, we could we could send you know the whole army there, or and thanks for the call, Scooter. Or we send Stallone to take pictures. He could do because uh, because the last Rambo, some people say, was not the not the best way to end the series. Although it does leave open the opportunity to continue with. So yeah, you want to turn it into a political thriller? I'm fine with that. Those are kind of my jams as far as uh, as far as movies go. All right, let me mention this because um, you probably remember this story. Let's see when when did this happen? Hold on just a sec. My right click on my mouse isn't working, so I have to. Okay, so this is uh, July thirteenth. I guess it happened on July twelfth. A seven-year-old boy whose family was vacationing in the Outer Banks died over the weekend when he became stuck in the doors of the elevator in the beach house the family had rented. This is in Kerala. And, um, yeah, well, I mean, it was a very sad story. Basically, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's one of those elevators. It's a non-traditional elevator. It's a elevator in a... And I'm sure many of you, or some of you, have encountered this. You go down because they're very popular uh, with some of the big beach houses because <clears throat> there's so many levels, and so sometimes you have one door, you have an inner door and an outer door, and you have to manually shut the outer door or the inner door or both. Um, and unfortunately, the seven-year-old was, you know, being he was doing what seven-year-olds do was exploring. And uh, became trapped between the two. It's a very tragic story. However, it's not a story that needs a new law. And that's where we find ourselves today. Here we go. A seven-year-old boy's death on, um, on the North Carolina coast could spark a change in state law. Weston Andro was killed in the Outer Banks last month in a residential elevator accident. An elevator that, by law, doesn't have to receive annual inspections like commercial elevators. Um, where is this? It just broke my heart as a father. It broke my heart, says North Carolina Labor Commissioner Josh Dobson when asked about the tragedy. Dobson oversees yearly inspections for nearly 25,000 commercial elevators. Yes, he's the new face of the elevator where you work uh, uh, following uh, Cherie Berry's uh, retirement and then Dobson's subsequent election. That being said, government doesn't need to regulate residential private elevators. They're in, and this is, this is where they see an in, and I would, um, I would question why Dobson doesn't recognize why this is problematic, is that because the property was rented out, it should be considered a commercial property. Um, how about no? Look, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that, you know, there are accidents, and there are very tragic accidents, obviously, in the case of the seven-year-old boy. That being said, deciding that government now is going to go in, and because here's where this leads. For the same reason that literally in the infrastructure bill, 
some nitwit is jammed in there that auto manufacturers are going to have to do the pre-install for intoxilizers in cars, which is just going to add to the cost of vehicles and, frankly, not be utilized by the vast, vast, vast majority of the people who will then buy this thing. It'll never be utilized. Most people don't run around and have to start their vehicle by breathing into a tube because government can't help itself. And because these private residential elevators operate differently than your commercial ones, which makes them affordable. But if you start throwing in a bunch of stuff like, why isn't there a door sensor on it? Why isn't there a pressure plate here? So if there's something between the doors, now all of a sudden you're adding to the cost of these elevators. And while they're nice to have, for some people, they're imperative to have. People who live in multi-level homes who are, uh, who are either disabled or at the very least are maybe have breathing problems, COPD, or are elderly or whatever it may be, the idea that you're going to have government have to go in means that I, it's, almost, it's almost a given that in some way, shape, or form, there's going to be some sort of uh, regulation. Well, the elevator's got to have this. Because as best I can tell, the private residential elevator in this tragic story didn't malfunction. I want to say this again. It didn't malfunction as best I can tell from this story. Nobody's claiming that it didn't do what it's supposed to do. It's just an elevator which has a manual uh, closure for uh, one or more of the doors. Which, if, again, if you've never used one of these, they're kind of, the first time you use it, it's a little weird just because it doesn't work like most other elevators. And, you know, it, it, Dodson, Dodson was, Dodson's a Republican, I understand. So at the very least, I hope, I hope that basically the reporter was just trying to get him to say this, because obviously it says here when he was, quote, asked about it. But you have lawmakers that are already working on it, including uh, Representative Deb Butler, who uh, represents uh, New Hanover County. Sometimes it takes a tragedy to understand just how significant these things are, she tells WRAL. I like how they wrote this. Dobson has legislative support. As though Dobson's the one who brought this up. You asked him about it. You see, you see how this works, by the way? The reporter asks about it, even though it's not something that's that anyone's really thinking about. And then they assign the fact that they want to do it to the labor commissioner. So I'm look, I don't know. Maybe uh, Josh Dobson thinks this is a good idea. Maybe uh, he thinks that um, um, you know it's. It, I, I I just don't understand. What do you mean by regulated? If you don't if you don't think the uh, elevator malfunctioned in some way, shape, or form, and even then, even then. There is a certain amount of responsibility too. Um, we had a uh, we had a big bachelor party uh, earlier this year for a buddy of mine, and we did it at a big house down in uh, in Mantio. And it had then this house has one of those elevators, and watching drunk people try to operate it looked dangerous enough. But the fact is. That's the reality of things. 
mostly because they, I thought there was a few too many people on the elevator at one point. But ultimately, there is going to be an inherent amount of risk with anything out there. So, you know, bad stuff's going to happen. We don't need a law for everything, and we sure don't need every single private elevator now treated as though it's an inspectable commercial elevator. And I know it's a little thing, and maybe you don't care, but these are the camel's nose under the tent kind of moments where you also don't need a labor commissioner running around and deciding he needs all that. Because I don't know how many private elevators there are in North Carolina, but there's enough that it would require literally him to expand his office. Right? You're, not gonna, you're not necessarily going to get it done with the number of people that you currently have on staff. All right, 888-934-7874. Uh, let's get into this. Uh, Ray Stajic from the uh, Weather Channel, standing by. All right, man. Good morning, let's sir. Go ahead and, let's yes. go ahead and do this. And, um, <laughs> well, uh, you know, a few days of nice weather, and then, unfortunately, summer returns. But uh, Yeah, summer returns. I don't see a bunch of rainfall left over, though. All the rain's out in the Outer Banks, so... If you got friends or you made the midweek stop here and still heading east, um, I think today will be the worst of it. But uh, the good news here, in fact, to the west, we've got some better weather ahead, better days ahead. A lot of cloud around today, just a slight chance of a shower. Still cool in the upper 70s, and then we'll start to clear it tonight. Very nice night, actually. Still saving on the cooling bill. Low 60s. There'll be some 50s around in some spots, especially Triad and into the mountains. Then as we get into Thursday and Friday, very nice. Humidity should stay in check. Mid-upper 80s both days with plenty of sunshine. But by the weekend, we might see a little more humidity come in with a chance of some showers and thunderstorms on Saturday. Highs low to mid-80s. And then Sunday, we'll start to get the humidity back. Sunshine, hazy sun at that low 90s. And that's probably going to continue into early and middle of next week. We have a couple of waves coming off the coast of Africa that we're going to have to watch next week, especially the second one, which may get into the central Atlantic. So, uh... Next week, Casey, I think it's going to be a little bit more interesting week to be looking at the tropical Atlantic. Okay. All right. I, I saw the stories here recently. They're like, it's very slow hurricane season. I'm thinking, well, that's good. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, we yeah, like we started that. quick. To, yeah, we, we started quick to five-name storms, and now this is the first time that we've gone this period, I forget the dates, uh, without a name storm in uh, quite a long time. So it's been quite a few weeks, but we think the Atlantic will uh, wake up here uh, in the coming weeks and as we reach the peak around september 10th okay all right well we'll chat again in an hour thank you sir See you, man. all right there you go ray stajic from the uh, weather channel what is this all right a couple so the family what no the fam if the family wants to sue the family can sue people are, are completely misconstruing what i'm saying uh, that is, that would then be, look, there was a contract that was struck between the homeowner and the family. If the family feels it's, uh, there was some sort of negligence or non-instruction or whatever, they can, they can have their day in court. They can put it before a jury or a judge or whatever. But that doesn't require government getting involved. That is, um, that is uh, a lawsuit with lawyers and, and two people. And yes, you'll have a judge, but uh, ultimately we're talking about regulating, inspecting, and perhaps requiring things that take the cost of a home elevator, which isn't a cheap investment anyway, and escalate it. And we have lots of examples of this. We don't need more.
That's my point. We'll get your calls on it coming up. Hang on. According to research, 82% of people remember radio ads. So, 82% of you listening will remember that this is an ad for ZipRecruiter. 82% of you will note that if you're hiring, ZipRecruiter finds qualified people for your job. In fact, 4 out of 5 employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And 82% of you will remember that you can try ZipRecruiter for free. But you have to go to ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Yes, free. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Smarter and celebrating 10 years of keeping you better informed. 1061 FM Talk and News Talk 94.5 WPTI. More with KC starts now. All right, welcome back. KCO Day radio program 756. Let me just see what this is. Jamal, uh, what's going on? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Casey. I, I know that... um. Our lovely, our the best vice president in the whole wide world, as they tried to sell us, is going to be ignored. But what happens if she gets over there and someone screams out to her, hey, I know where they're at. I know where they're at. I know where they're holding your boys. What do you think? What, do you, what would she do? Do you think she would ask? What happens if that happens? What if, in the unlikely scenario that somebody tells her that sh- that they know where a bunch of POWs are from? Yes. Decades. I have no idea. <laughs> because I wonder what she would. I wonder what Maybe she would do. Because she puts you have on a, lot a bandana of- and we go through a fifteen-second training <laughs> montage and she rescues them. I don't know. Well, if you send Cuomo over there, he he he'll know how to do some um. Private integrity yeah. interrogation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I just think that um, that you have a room full of people that are purportedly supposed to be, and thanks for the call, Jamal, very, very smart, and decided that America is back, uh, which is, this is part of a larger thing. They're spending like $100 million over the next few weeks uh, to basically promote Biden, Biden agenda, and the vice president. Right, it's an, it's an imaging, it's a branding thing, and so they couple it with what is going to be their their phrase: "America is back." And so that's the roll of the dice. Do people go, "All right, yeah, maybe we are," even though we're re-implementing mass mandates, the inf- uh, the inflation that they claim is uh, either non-existent or a temporary thing is uh, very apparent to anyone who you know buys stuff wants to put gas in their car, uh, or is just trying to find a piece of electronics. So I don't know if people are going to um, they're going to be all about the uh, America's Back messaging, but there's better places to unveil it, okay? All right, coming up on the show, um, probably should have seen this coming. You know the Titanic Museum that's uh, over in... Um, 
Pigeon Forge. Okay, well, they had a little issue. We'll explain. Coming up uh, to kick off hour number three here on the KCO Day radio program. All right, good morning, everybody. It is 8.07, hour number three, here on the uh, KCO Day radio program. Uh, normally, uh, we would be chatting right now uh, with our uh, bi-weekly. Is it bi-weekly or every other? I don't even know. Anyway, every two, normally we have Lieutenant Governor on, um, but he had a conflict this morning. So uh, that's what's up with that, if you were uh, patiently waiting. So we'll catch up with him during our uh, our next scheduled um, uh, interview here in a couple weeks. But I was just reading this horrific story about these poor bastards in Pennsylvania, and I feel like I need to share it with you real quick. So, sorry, CNN just wanted me to sign up for their newsletter. That's not happening. Sarah Weaver and her husband knew their newest home purchase in Pennsylvania needed some extra love and attention. It was an 1872 farmhouse uh, about 30 miles northwest of Philadelphia. However, after the couple moved in, apparently they started to hear noises. Noises that sounded like they were coming from the wall. Eventually, uh, Sarah's husband got curious. So he uh, opened one of the walls and found 450,000 bees. No! Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> uh, what is that noise? Oh, it's all the bees. What could that noise be? It could be rubies. I don't know. It could, it could, it could be. Rubies. Could be rubies. All going together. We need to get in there. Yeah, yeah, be yeah. something good, you know? Well, from the house is, uh, dates back to 1872. Right. It could be Confederate gold. Could be anything. You're right. Yeah. Nope, it's bees. That's why I don't do housework. Well, I don't fix stuff. What do you mean? Marky's like, oh, you need to paint the baseboards or whatever. And I'm like, could be bees. I'm not doing it. Why do? Why would you paint the baseboards? I'm not doing it. Yeah, well, better safe than sorry. What's that noise in the wall? The pipes or some bees. What? Didn't this happen with like your cable box outside? No, that was ants. Oh, that was ants. Thousands of ants. In the little (laughs) box on the side of your house, just full of ants. Yep. All right. (laughs) Why isn't the internet working? I don't know. Ah, ants. That's crazy, man. Four, and by the way, who counted the bees? There's 450,000 bees. Or is that just like uh, when you're guessing how many jelly beans are in the jar? By the way, here's where the story gets even weirder. Are you ready? So after they figured out that their entire home uh, wall was full of bees, and by the way, they estimate that bees had been living in the walls based on the age of some of the um, the hives for 35 years, meaning the people who sold him the house lived there while the whole wall was full of bees as well. That's amazing, and nobody ever heard anything. You'd think you'd hear some sort of vibration or something. No, 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 no. Get ready for this. So after after they figured out that their house was essentially just a big hive, they reviewed the disclosure 
that they got at the time they purchased the house, and literally in the seller's disclosure that they obviously didn't read, it says, quote, bees in wall. (laughs) (laughs) That's your own damn fault. Yeah. (laughs) Who was your real estate agent? Bees in walls. Do you remember remember reviewing the disclosure when you bought your house? We just kind of signed. We're like, sign, 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 sign. We're like, really somebody gave us a loan. Sign, sign, sign. Before they take it away. <laughs> yeah, hurry, hurry up like, and no, figure it out. And I'm like, damn it. I wish they had taken it away. The couple. So in the seller's disclosure, it mentioned, quote, bees in wall. However, the person who sold them the home didn't, didn't believe the bees posed much of a threat. I guess they don't. If you don't mind the constant hum of 450,000 bees in your wall. You would have been fine yeah, as long as you didn't crack crack open the wall. You did it to yourself, really. Really? Did they, though? <laughs> I mean, that can't be good. That can't be good for the house, essentially having the entire wall insulated with one giant hive. And think of all the free honey. That's what they should have done. Right. And that stuff goes, it like never goes bad. It's good forever. You got all that honey there. You should open a. You should uh, open your own brand of honey. So, uh, but it does. Remember, they were all like, "Where'd all the honey bees go?" Well, now we know. They're living in this guy's wall. Well, not anymore. So, uh, eventually, they had uh, they had to have some uh, bee experts. Dude, I'm just looking at pictures of this. It's. I don't know how to describe. Hold on. I gotta send, I'm gonna send this to Ross so he can tweet it out. The whole wall where insulation normally would be is just slats of hives. Are you staying in that house, by the way, anymore? Or are you like, nah, we're moving? Yeah, you have to move. Even though they removed the bees? Hold on. Send this to you. Oh, so I just got a text, too, from uh, my neighbor Reed down the street. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're just talking about the ants. Apparently, that's common in our neighborhood. Because he said they had to replace a gas meter a couple years ago because it got completely filled and blocked with ants and they had to shut off the gas to his house. Maybe you and your neighbors <laughs> should put food away <laughs> or, or whatever's causing that, man. Nah, there's bugs everywhere, man. Palmettos. The, the house that. What? Somebody told me. I don't know if it's 100% true. I just realized that. I never really checked it, but it made sense. But essentially, where I uh, where my house is in Raleigh has is also above like where the main I don't say septic, but these the main sewer part is under, and it just and so it's just bug central, man. But I've never been overrun with ants. I just have to fight with hornets every year at the beginning of the year. They try to make a nest in the little awning on my front porch, and uh, we we eradicate that pretty quick, but. Uh, nope, never dealt with the ants and never dealt with 450,000 bees on my wall. But hey, if it's on the seller disclosure, as Ross pointed out, that's your own damn fault, man. Got to read the contract. All right, 888-934-7874. I got so distracted by that. Hang on, what was I going to do? I got all, when the lieutenant governor canceled the last minute, I got a little, uh, had to move some stuff around here, so... Oh, I was going to tell you about the Titanic Museum. That's right. All right, let me get into this. So I haven't, I have not been to this, 
And I got to be honest with you, the way it's described in this story doesn't make me want to go, even though I'm a history guy. Um, But maybe you've been there, the Pigeon Forge, Tennessee Titanic Museum. Of course, you know, you go over to Pigeon Forge, and they got all the different attractions, and maybe you head over to Dollywood, and you you do all that stuff. And that's all good and well. Um, At the Titanic Museum, though, they had a little problem. Apparently, the fake ice wall collapsed and injured three people, which is kind of ironic because at least it makes it more accurate of a museum. However, this is how they then describe um, the museum. Quote, visitors can see more than 400 Titanic artifacts and can shovel coal in a boiler room. And feel what it, and, and feel what twenty eight degree water and being immersed in it feels like. Those sound like the worst rides ever. That sounds like you needed coal shoveled and you made it. You just called it an attraction. So go go stare at the stuff, then shovel coal in the boiler room, and then we're gonna dunk you in twenty eight degree water. That sounds like a just a whole host of fun right there. What? All right, hold on. Let me get this. Yeah, Sarah, go ahead. Hey, yeah, I was calling about a friend of mine that used to live in Raleigh. Um, She's probably in her 70s, and this is when she was a kid. Uh, And it was a really old house then. And they kept hearing a ghost jingling chains. And after she had moved out years later, somebody uh, tore the home down. And in the walls were these old burlap sacks of Confederate gold or Confederate coins that as the material in the burlap sack over the years was disintegrating, the coins were falling out, and they thought that it was a ghost in the house. <laughs> what did they, now, did they get to keep it, or how did that Well, I work? mean, this was years later that somebody else owned the property, and they uh-huh. tore it down, and I guess it um, word got around or whatever, but she found out about it years later. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That is crazy. Well, that's a lot better than that's a lot better than bees. I'll tell you that. Much. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Exactly. All right. All right, sir, All right you guys have a good day. Yeah, you too. It's crazy. You're hearing like change. You're like it's Jacob Marley in my walls. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, it is actually gold. That makes your ruby thing not sound so weird. You're like, oh no, it's just rubies trinkling together. You see those stories, though. People will buy a house, and then they'll find, you know, there's some hidey hole where, it, you know, the guy who died, his widow didn't know he was storing money in there, and then what do you do with it? But also, you see these stories where people find gold, and then the government tries to take it. So as we have always counseled on the show, if you ever find large quantities of gold or treasure on your property, shut your face, okay? You don't need to, you don't need to go to the news, any of that. And I, I do this because, uh, remember, where was it? California, right? It was just outside of San Francisco. These people are walking on their property, and they found some old, I don't even remember what it was. 
Whatever it was, though, all of a sudden some government uh, uh, idiot decided that it belongs to the government, and the the couple won eventually, but basically they couldn't spend their treasure for like two years or something while they fought it out. Okay, well, hold on. Mike's going to give us a B lesson here. Yes, Mike, what's up? Hey, I know the answer to 450,000 bees. Okay. Okay, so when you do something in the fall to treat the bees for something that eats them up called varroa mites, you take out a half a cup of bees and you treat them knowing that volume. So they, they, what they did is they took out the queen bee. Everybody followed suit. They put them in a box. They figured out the volume. They said, okay, that's so many half cups. They multiplied it by 300. That's literally how they count bees, huh? I well, no, no it's by volume. But for example, in, in the spring, you'll buy a package. And the package is weighted at three pounds. And that's enough to start a small hive. Okay. So it's not right. really. They're just going to they're gonna snuggle up real close. Half a cup of bees is 300 pounds. They take out the bees. They all go into a box. The box has a size. The size equals volumes equals bees. You know what? You know, I was sitting here yesterday on the show. That is fascinating, sir, because yesterday on the show, we had a story about how uh, there was some poor bastard whose job was to get seven grizzly bears. And and make them run on treadmills, and I thought that guy had the worst job. How would you like to be the guy dipping bees with uh, a with yeah. a measuring cup? I was just thinking the exact same thing. Like that's somebody's <laughs> job. That's crazy. What do you do for uh, I count bees. <laughs> just sit there. Your arms look like Popeyes because you've been stung so many times. <laughs> uh, I am what I am. All right. Eight 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 nine three four seven eight seven four. Speaking of bad days, some guy. Uh, some guy feels he got raw dealed on eBay, and much like the when you find treasure advice, maybe he should have just kept his face shut because uh, this story is incredibly weird. Uh, we will uh, get to that. We got medical news on the show, and uh, this headline yesterday from Slate, it's actually an opinion piece, is just wait till you hear it. We'll get to that coming up here on the KCO Day radio program. Celebrating 10 years of keeping you connected. This is 94.5 WPTI in the Triad and 106.1 FM Talk in the Triangle. So uh, maybe you're aware, maybe you're not, although yesterday it was obviously in the news. Uh, it, the way it's being described is the looming eviction disaster. What do you do with the people who, due to the eviction moratorium, um, either were unable to or, in some cases, just chose not to pay rent. Eventually, you're going to have to tear that Band-Aid. And with the uh, wind-down of the eviction moratorium and a Supreme Court decision essentially saying that was the case, it put the, um, it, it put the uh, spotlight on the story. And I believe, did you see those idiots? Uh, who was it? It was Cory Bush and a couple other Congress holes that decided that they were going to camp out in front of the uh, Capitol, and they're just uh, to uh, because they're homeless or something, except they have, like, mattress pads, uh, high-end uh, pillows and sleeping bags, and all the snacks. There's a picture, and they're just surrounded by, like, Doritos, Cheetos, Cheez-Its, Oreos, <laughs> and it's just another one of these stupid publicity stunts. 
But it did get action. After Nancy Pelosi said she couldn't do anything, uh, eventually the Biden administration yesterday essentially kind of met him halfway and decided, well, the CDC couldn't do it, which is what the Supreme Court decision was about. The administration could if they could claim that there's particular areas. So now, depending on COVID rates in a particular uh, zip code, there is the possibility of eviction moratoriums and landlords could face a penalty, get this, of up to $250,000 if they were to evict somebody. It's all nonsense. And what culminated the nonsense was this Slate article, this headline, Democrats haven't learned how to explain that the Supreme Court routinely crushes their policies. It's an opinion piece. And basically, whenever the Democrats come up with something, the Supreme Court says no, it's not the Democrats' fault, it's the evil Supreme Court's fault. Now, you don't have to be a lawyer, but can anybody, I don't know, come up with maybe a reason why the Supreme Court would, quote, crush a policy? Can anybody think of anything? any scenario where the Supreme Court may say, okay, here's your policy, here's your law, Uh, no. Oh, I don't know, maybe a system of checks and balances that require when you come up with policies and or laws, they meet constitutional muster. That would be a pretty good one. And thankfully, that is the response from, uh, you know, 95% of the people responding to that on Twitter, which is surprising because it's Twitter. But... Uh, ultimately, yes, they are trying to figure out why it is that when the Democrats have a policy or a law, they keep losing the Supreme Court. And obviously, obviously it is because the Supreme Court is uh, an evil entity. Um, By the way, that ruling earlier this week or last week was unanimous, just so we're abundantly clear. KC Now with Beck at 9 and Rush at Noon. This is 94.5 WPTI in the Triad and 1061 FM Talk in the Triangle. All right, here we go. It is uh, 836. Um, This is just weird. So uh, apparently Steven Seagal, he's not the founder, but he was the face of um, of a cryptocurrency um, uh, mining operation, investment opportunity, whatever you want to call it. And according to prosecutors, uh, it was a scam. And uh, the fraud, uh, let's see, accounts for about $11 million from 500 investors. So, uh, yes, $11 million scammed uh, by a crypto get-rich-quick scheme uh, that was fronted by Steven Seagal. So um, the problem they're running into from a prosecution standpoint is apparently uh, all of it was based in Serbia. So good luck with that, according to the uh, SEC, since uh, it was funneled into so many overseas accounts. And by the way, didn't Seagal, isn't he like a Russian citizen now or something? Aren't him and Putin tight? Or am I thinking of somebody else? Well, anyway, um, I don't know what that means for Steven Seagal, but I want to know, who's taking investment advice from Steven Seagal? 
who's sitting there, they get a prospectus and Steven Seagal's face is on it. And you're like, you know what? If Steve, if this is where Steven Seagal invests, I feel like this is, this is, this is how I'm going to fund my retirement. Um, let's see. The guy who set it all up, another guy by the name of John DeMar, who uh, originally from California, they think he's hiding in Serbia somewhere. So good luck finding him. All right. Just wanted to share that with you real quick. You ever bought something and then shows up, you buy it on the internet, shows up, just not what you bargained for. You know, they got um, they got whole videos of and posts and uh, Reddit sub-threads or subreddits of um, just people who bought stuff and you know, a lot of times you'll they'll see a, you, they'll put a picture of how it looked online, and a lot of times it's just usually a lot bigger than what actually showed up. You realize you got scammed. It was a little different for this guy. Unfortunately, though, I think sometimes it's probably best just not to say anything at all. So this guy uh, decided he was well. This is what he says. He says he got really, really drunk one night and bought a sex robot on eBay. I think we've all been there, right? You're partying. You're having a good time. The eBay's open. Somebody is a joke. You know, uh, search for sex robots. And then before you know it, uh, one is on its way with uh, overnight shipping. So the guy was upset. And the and I think he had to go with the I got drunk and bought it backstory, but it was really funny because it was supposed to be like any adult product. They always say, "Well, we're gonna we're gonna we'll send it, but nobody, none of your neighbors will know what it is, right? So we'll put it in, uh, you know, plain packaging. We won't put any weird words on the outside because that's everyone's concern, right? You're buying, I don't know, whatever it is." And uh, you just, you don't want it to show up uh, vibrating. Well, the picture this dude posted, they basically took the sex robot and just wrapped it in brown paper so it looks like a, either a sex bot or the guy had a body. And then UPS or whatever dropped it off literally in the lobby of this guy's building and it sat there with his name on it. So he was, uh, he was complaining about that. And the part where he, he got drunk and he bought a sex robot, which again, um, you know, these things happen. Just got to roll with the punches. But uh, I don't know if uh, complaining about it's really the best thing. Uh, saw this story yesterday. I think this is fascinating. What would you do? What would you be willing to do to never go into the office again? Well, uh, Bloomberg did a. Um, did a big survey on this and basically asked people a variety of situations. So let's say that you and your employer struck a deal, a deal where you wouldn't have to come into the office, you would work remotely. What would you be willing to do? Would you be willing to take a, uh, a salary cut? Well, on average, the majority of people surveyed said they would take uh, around a 5% salary reduction if it meant they were able to stay home and do their job from there. Which, you know, I guess from a, um, a saving, a transportation saving standpoint, maybe about maybe 5% is about right. I guess it depends on your commute and other costs associated with it. 
And by the way, there are some companies, uh, especially in uh, Manhattan, we saw stories where employees who were working from home who wanted to stay working from home, the company said, you're going to take, we're going to pay you less if you want to work remotely because now they're not working in Manhattan and, you know, it's a pretty nice life for uh, to have a Manhattan-style salary living in, you know, um, Smithfield or, you know, Eden. You know, pick your pick your small town there. In addition to that, uh, let's see here. So 65% of Americans say they would take a pay cut of 5%. Uh, 15% of respondents say they'd be willing to shave off 25% of their salary. Uh, about half the people said they would give up a quarter of their days off. 15% they would give up all paid time off to be able to work from home. Now, why is this interesting? Because one of the things that companies are doing now is having to evaluate. How do you run that model? And maybe it's not going to be as stark a difference as Manhattan workers living in, uh, you know, BFE, Iowa, and still making the same salary, or uh, much to my uh, brother and his wife's chagrin, uh, living in Sheridan, Wyoming, which uh, is, uh, I believe her words were, infested with New Yorkers. Uh, driving up all of the costs of everything, but living a pretty nice life out there if you're living on a Manhattan salary. Has has anybody's company addressed this yet? I haven't seen any local stories on it. But I suspect there are going to be companies that are going to have to reevaluate compensation packages based on this. Why? Because they realize that they have an opening now. They can they can shave a little money, people work from home, and they get the same productivity, and it depends on what you do, whether that's actually achieved, then, yeah, maybe it makes sense for everyone involved. But uh, I wouldn't expect a, a big fat raise or to uh, be uh, free of pushback uh, from, uh, from your company. And finally in this segment, this story, which I had to check and make sure wasn't, a, uh, wasn't the same story we did like a month ago, but apparently it's not. Man uses live eel to cure constipation, nearly dies. So he's all backed up and thinks to himself, hey, you know what? I have an eel. What if? And then put the eel in there. The problem is the eel gets in there and the eel, you know, doesn't, doesn't respond to its name. And uh, apparently uh, this guy was, he nearly died because the eel headed straight for the colon and started eating. Yeah. The 49-year-old eventually rushed to the hospital where he had to have emergency surgery to remove the eel. Yeah, and I went back and looked. This is a different dude, which means two people independent of each other. Well, maybe the second one was influenced by the story of the first one. But let's say that wasn't the case. Two people independent of each other both came to the conclusion that the best remedy to cure constipation was to put a live eel in their butt. I've thought up some really stupid stuff in my day. Most of it you don't act on. I'm sure you all can uh, relate to this. But 
the fact that two people independent of each other thought it up, went through it, and were both met with essentially the same result where the yield's like, God, let me, you know, let me get way up in there. Uh, just baffling. So if you're within the sound of my voice, please, whatever you do, just head over to the Walgreens or CVS, not to the pet shop, okay? All right, very good. Ray Stajic, Weather Channel. Get some yes, follow sir. that story. What's up, man? Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. And um, well, so, thought never crossed your mind, by the way. Uh, no, no, not really. Uh, no. Not even after that story. Twice. Oh, even after. twice. Two different I think people. I, remember the, I think I remember the first time. That was a couple of years ago. We may have covered that. So oh, I think it was yeah, more recent no, than I'm that. Good. So if there was no, one a couple of years ago. That's three now. Holy crap. No. <laughs> so. What you want to yeah, do is you want to get no, an electric yeah. eel. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Next right. time. Next time. Yeah. The fourth. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, anyway what's um, up, man? Not that much. All the rain's east out through the Outer Banks. Uh, not a great beach day. Um, we've still got a northeast breeze. It's fairly light, but it's going to keep us, I'd say, relatively cool today. A lot of overcast, and there might be a shower or two. Mid-upper 70s. The average highs this time of year are closer to 90. We'll start to clear tonight. Low 60s. There may be some upper 50s around. Try it in points west. Sunshine tomorrow, middle 80s, beautiful, and a beautiful Friday, a few clouds, highs getting into the mid to upper 80s, maybe a little wet weather Saturday, but here comes the warmth, the heat comes back for Sunday and early next week, low 90s, lots of sunshine, I think starting about Sunday, Casey, we could be getting back into a a five to maybe seven day stretch of 90 plus, and we also got a couple of waves in eastern parts of uh, the Atlantic, we'll have to keep an eye on, maybe with that second wave, something to talk about next week. So uh, you didn't hear the story earlier, but these poor bastards up in Pennsylvania bought this house, and they were sitting in the house, and they kept hearing this noise in the wall, so they opened up the wall, and it had 450,000 bees in it. That's a lot of stings. (laughs) Wow. I'm like, like, why don't you open your own honey company, you know? Instead, you're just like, ah. Well, they they had people come and get the bees and take them to hives and stuff, but... Wow. Uh, the house is, it's just a horrific. Anyway. Yeah. All right, man. Like, I got to go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Have a good one. There you go. Race Day Weather Channel. Uh, coming up, uh, Jeff Bellinger is next. Hang on. The show after the show is on the iHeartRadio app. Search KCO Day for the podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, here we go, 8.53, your Bloomberg update being brought to you by Containers for Less. That's Containers, the number for less.com. Uh, Jeff Bellinger, what's going on? Well, good morning, Casey. A couple of economic reports already out this morning. Private employers were still hiring last month, but at a slower-than-expected pace. ADP estimates 330,000 workers were added to companies' payrolls in July. Economists predicted that we'd be hearing about more than twice as many workers being hired. Home loan demand was down last week. Mortgage bankers say overall application volume, requests for new financing and refinancing applications all fell by 1.7 percent. 
Stock market futures pointing lower after stocks advanced yesterday. The uh, Dow futures down 145 points at the moment. Demand for rides soared as people started going out again. Lyft posted its first ever adjusted quarterly profit. And Match posted stronger than expected quarterly results. The dating app provider says business picked up at its Match, Tinder, and OkCupid sites as more people got vaccinations and started looking to make face-to-face connections. Another difficult day yesterday for air travelers booked to fly on American or Spirit Airlines. The carriers canceled a total of nearly 700 flights, blaming weather-related issues and staffing challenges. It was the second day in a row that the airlines caught hundreds of flights. In KC, this uh, could be good news for retailers, but bad news for household budgets. Creditcards.com says parents are feeling a lot of pressure to overspend on back-to-school shopping this year. As much pressure as they feel when they shop for the winter holidays. The National Retail Federation projects that families will spend an average of $849 this back-to-school season, and that's $59 more than last year. Casey? All right. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate it. We'll chat tomorrow, sir. Sounds good. Have a good day. Yep, there you go. Jeff Bellinger from uh, Bloomberg News. I just want to play this again. Well, actually, let me, let me set it up like this. First, the sad news, and then we'll get to the happy news. Uh, do you guys remember Gwen Berry? Uh, Gwen Berry is the hammer thrower who, uh, if you remember, uh, during the, I guess, the Olympic trials, finished third, which uh, that's good enough to get you to the Olympics. And uh, while on the podium there, decided to don a T-shirt that said activist athlete and then turn her back on the flag during the national anthem. And uh, then uh, through subsequent interviews and whatnot, talked about how excited she was to go to the Olympics so that when she's on the podium, she can represent the oppressed and get her message out there. Well, you're going to be very sad to learn that um, she she won't be able to do that. Yes, that's right, uh, because uh, she failed miserably at her event. Now, she didn't finish last. She finished second to last in the hammer throw. Uh, but obviously that is uh, very far removed from, uh, from meddling. So that's a, that's a very sad news there. Because I know we were all really looking forward to that. But for those of you who have completely written off the Olympics, I would ask you to, at the very least, get to know uh, one of the newest U.S. gold medalists. Her name is Tamara Mensah-Stock. And she won her first gold medal in the Olympics Tuesday in wrestling. She's a female wrestler in the 68-kilogram freestyle final. All right? Her post-game interview, or whatever you want to call it, she is excited, as you can imagine. So she's up there at the podium. She has wrapped herself in an American flag. And uh, just just listen to this. Myself. by the grace of God, I'm able to even move my feet. Like, I just leave it in his hands, and I pray that all the practice, that the hell that my freaking coaches put me through pays off. And every single time it does, and I get better and better. And it's so weird that there is no cap to the limit that I can do. And I'm I'm excited to see what, what I have next. Last question for you. That American flag around your shoulders looks pretty good. How does that feel to represent your country like this? It feels amazing. 
I love representing the U.S. I freaking love living there. I love it, and I'm so happy I get to represent U.S.A. <laughs> love it. Well, well said. Congratulations. Enjoy that gold, and we'll see you out there on the podium, okay? Thank you. I'll try not to cry, but no <laughs> Isn't that awesome? And you know what? She'll get more publicity for that. Or she, oh, I shouldn't say that she'll get more. She'll get an even amount of publicity for that, or possibly just under what Gwen Berry got for basically uh, pulling a little stunt at the Olympic trials. People wrote about how brave she was, and at the end of the day, that's what that's what people want. You are representing this country, right? And if you if you feel passionate enough to do it, then you should feel passionate enough that you're representing a country that you like, or at the very least are hopeful that one day we'll meet your expectations because of, you know, the fact that we don't live in a totalitarian regime where our athletes are afraid to fly home. Looking at you, Belarus. But uh, we'll pick this up tomorrow. Have a good one, and see you bright and early on your Thursday. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.